This is Financing the Future, a UNEPFI podcast with the changemakers serving people and planet. I'm your host, Elliot Harris. We are organizing the bank in order to be able to achieve those goals uh, uh, over time. And it's not always easy. And so on this episode of our podcast series, we look at how banks can effectively drive the SDGs through an impact lens. We are joined for this episode by Christos Megalou, the Chief Executive Officer of Piraeus Bank and member of the Executive Board of Directors of Piraeus Financial Holdings SA and Piraeus Bank SA. Banks around the world are increasingly using impact initiatives to drive the sustainable development goals that were agreed at the UN in 2015. These initiatives can take many different forms, but they all share the common goal of using the financial sector to create positive social and environmental impact. Christoph, welcome to our series. Let me start off uh, with a question that is, I know, close to your heart. You've been a driving force in the creation of the principles of responsible banking. We're celebrating this year the fourth anniversary of these principles of responsible banking, and Piraeus Bank was one of the founding signatories. How have you seen, over the course of the last four years, these principles help to embed the practice of sustainability into the banking industry? Are we actually moving from principles to practice? Elliot, uh, very pleased uh, to uh, to have this conversation with you, and uh, thank you very much for uh, uh, this discussion. Uh, it, it is uh, it is indeed uh, uh, for me very important that uh, the bank was a founding member of the principles for responsible banking, Pareus Bank, and uh, also that I participate in the UNEPFI Leadership Council. And, of course, uh, the principles of of, uh, responsible banking are, uh, you know, embedded uh, into our, uh, uh, the way the bank operates, into our uh, culture and uh, and into uh, the way we work. And... Is not um, is not without effort that uh, this happens. You need to have a clear vision. You need to have a robust ESG governance system in place. You need to have a strategy which is embedded in all business units across the bank. And of course, the tone starts from the top. And I am always trying to convey to all my colleagues within the bank how important it is for us uh, to be in a position uh, to have an integrated approach to climate action. And uh, we have a number of targets and strategic priorities that uh, are are helping us to to know where we are uh, going to. And these four strategic priorities is to reach net zero on our own operations, to steer our banking portfolio towards net zero by 2050 or sooner, to support and advise clients in line with a carbon neutral economy, 
and to manage climate and environmental risks. And we are organizing the bank in order to be able to achieve those goals uh, uh, over time. And it's not always easy. I can imagine. And you said something from the in your um, remarks here that, that struck a chord with me. You said the tone has to be set from on top. The leadership has to carry this change. How do you drive change in the organization? How do you get your divisions to buy into the strategies, the strategic priorities that you've set for the bank that, that enable you to actually support the transition to a more sustainable future, to a, a climate-neutral portfolio for the bank and climate neutrality overall going forward? For us, uh, it was very important to start with uh, the, the SDGs, the Sustainable Development Goals of uh, uh, the UNEPFI. They provide a very clear guidance uh, on what an organization should be aiming to achieve over time uh, in order uh, to be able uh, to uh, achieve those uh, sustainable development goals. And this has been uh, uh, most and foremost uh, the, the way to start in our agenda. And then uh, there is, a, you need to have an organization within the, uh, the institution that uh, uh, helps you uh, implement uh, those uh, objectives. Uh, and in, in the case of Piraeus Bank, to give you an idea, we have established a governance structure in order to uh, enable this implementation. And we have a board ethics, an ESG committee that operates at board level with non-executive board members. We have a mirror ESG and corporate responsibility committee, which is at management level chaired by myself, uh, which is... Uh, 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 is uh, implementing the, uh, the work and uh, we are materializing our strategies through dedicated teams working across different functions of, of the bank in order to produce the best quality results. So a good, robust governance, a good organization, a strategy which is embedded in all business units across the bank and a motivation that we should achieve the goals that uh, are being, uh, uh, let's say, uh, guided uh, from the SDGs. And out of the SDGs, we have identified 12 of them that we give a very big importance that within our, uh, uh, let's say, uh, closer targets for the immediate future. A little follow-up question to this issue of making the change within the organization. Uh, you mentioned several times that you need to have an organizational structure and strategies embedded and that it should go across all of the business units. Now, I can imagine, Christos, that some units may be more well-placed, shall we say, 
to adopt these strategies, to implement these strategies. Others may have greater difficulty in making the mindset transition, the changing the way they approach some of their core business. How do you manage to keep the momentum going across different parts of a bank that has so many different operational units? Look, it is important to focus the minds of people on, on the on the great goal. And uh, as an institution, we have uh, uh, we have um, uh, acknowledged that uh, we uh, we are a, a, a part of uh, the European Union and the uh, Greek. Uh, uh, let's say uh, Greek jurisdiction goals, which is we want to be fit for 55, i.e. to achieve 55% uh, uh, reduction in carbon emissions by 2030, and we want to be net zero by 2050. These are the main goals that uh, everyone within the institution uh, understands that are also uh, uh, goals of the bank uh, for all of us. Then you have cases where um, uh, national catastrophes make the point that you want to avoid to make. For example, we just had a very big flood in Greece, central Greece, where a large uh, areas of agricultural land have been flooded by unprecedented waterfalls. And this example, much as dire as it is, helps to make the point uh, to everybody within the institution and the society how important is to address climate change, how important is to take action about uh, climate and how important are the goals that we have been setting through, uh, 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 you know, those, uh, those initiatives. And uh, through collaborating work, through sharing those objectives with the colleagues, you aim at achieving uh, what, uh, uh, what uh, your goals are. Of course, your bank, Pereus, is not operating in a vacuum. You're in the context of the Greek financial system, the European financial system, the global financial system. There has been a lot of interest in sustainable finance, driven in part by the principles of responsible banking. The number of signatories has increased dramatically over the last four years. But with that increase in interest comes also increasing interest from regulators and from governments. The, the European Commission has taken a lot of initiatives and is actually uh, very active in the field, more so than perhaps uh, in some other regions. But that presents, I think, a possible challenge for you as the senior manager of, of your institution. How do you work with governments, with regulators, to create what has to be an enabling environment for sustainable finance. What you're doing in your institution is one thing. How do you situate that in the larger context of the financial system that you are embedded in? How do you cooperate with regulators? Is it a challenge? 
Elliot is uh, is a great challenge, and uh, of course, increasingly, and in uh, the European Union even more so, the political and uh, regulatory agenda is actually shaping the framework regarding environmental, social, and governance uh, issues. The the ECB, the European Central Bank, has had established a very elaborate risk uh, management framework for environmental issues and of course they are uh, they are uh, uh, looking at uh, what the banks are doing they are trying to understand how uh, uh, each one of the 140 institutions that are considered to be systemic in the European Central Bank uh, um, uh, governance system are uh, are actually implementing those uh, principles. So, to have an open dialogue with the regulators is very important. Also, uh, uh, one other important um, uh, aspect is the taxonomy. Uh, in Europe, we had the EU taxonomy that has cleared initially the scene on some uh, uh, of the activities as to what is environmentally sustainable and what is not. But still, there is a lot of work to be done on, uh, on, on that uh, front. We have a common language, uh, m- most of us, and... Uh, And, and this is helping us in actually steering financing towards the, the achievement of the sustainable development goals. The EU, through the next generation EU, and uh, other recovery plans, they have a total of 2 trillion euros uh, in, uh, in, in actually budget to help rebuild a greener, digital, and resilient Europe. And, of course, this is the overriding uh, principle for all actors, regulators, banks, uh, financial advisors, advisory firms, that is guiding us towards deploying those money in order to be able to achieve the goals. And that's something that we are doing very Uh, very effectively in, in actually in, in uh, Greece. You said you need a, an open dialogue. Do you yeah. have that open dialogue yet with yeah, the regulators? We do. Actually, with, with uh, the ECB, which is predominantly the one that regulates uh, the risk management framework from environmental issues in, uh, in the European financial system, We do have an open dialogue. Of course, as you know, in, in the dialogue between uh, the stakeholders, uh, in these particular cases, the advisors play a very big role. So sometimes you communicate directly, sometimes you communicate via advisors, but there is this communication, and because they have already started looking at Uh, the financial institutions in Europe and what kind of 
implementation they are doing. We have already had our first, let's call it, environmental risk management test by the ECB. This is also creating a broader knowledge of what the banks in Europe, the private sector is doing, and and therefore this dissemination of information is there. So that's a way to to be able to communicate and uh, take the agenda forward. Thank you for that. And it does clarify uh, greatly that relationship, that evolving relationship between the official side, the regulators and the actual practical side of finance, the banks and, and other financial institutions. But I can well imagine that some institutions like yours are ahead of the curve. You, you've been doing this. You've been engaged, for example, with the principles of responsible banking from the very beginning. You've been driving this change in the institution for quite some time. There may have been, there may be other institutions that are now beginning this journey, that are just starting to reorient their own practices and operations. Uh, they are where you were four years ago. Do you see the principles of responsible banking as assisting in that transition? Does it help banks to, to make the necessary changes, to reorient their business operations, help them to transition from the principles to the practice? It helps a lot, uh, Elliot. It really helps a lot because you have the guidance, you have uh, the principles, you have the sustainable development goals that give you the path to uh, where you know you should be aiming to go. And, and and that's very important. For example, as, as, as we said at the beginning, we have, let's call it, embraced 12 out of the 17 sustainable goals, and we are working on developing those as part of our, uh, let's say, uh, DNA and organizational structure. And it's the creation of economic value, where we try to do that for uh, uh, the growth of the Greek economy and, uh, and, and, and for us and our clients, uh, the new technologies, the equal access to banking services, where we want to make sure that this is available to people, financing the energy transition, which is a very big part of our strategic growth agenda going forward, support businesses for energy transition, energy security, and uh, autonomy, and reducing CO2 emissions, promoting and supporting gender equality, which is, uh, you know, what we are doing with our empowerment program for women, uh, women's entrepreneurship and integration of women into the labor, labor market, supporting the new generation. We do quite a lot uh, in supporting younger people and youth employability by providing specialized programs. In Greece, over the years of the crisis, we had a big wave of younger uh, generations that have been 
uh, operating, uh, they went abroad to find a job. We had a really a brain drain and we tried to see what can we do to, to, to help them come back. And of course, uh, supporting the creative economy in Greece. Tell me, Christos, um, to operationalize these new priorities, have you found it necessary to design new financial products, different services that contribute directly to the SDGs, or has it been um, possible to redirect the, the tools and the products and the services that you already have and just make them more consistent with sustainability? I think it was a combination. We had to create special programs and, and special products for uh, the younger generation. We had to create special programs for, for women entrepreneurship and package it in a way that will be attractive for, uh, 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 for, for achieving the, the goal. So, It is a, a multitude of things that uh, you follow uh, uh, this, this, in, this, in this regard, but um, uh, also what is important is to be able to communicate this uh, to the audiences and to attract them in coming in. So having specialized products is always is always a way to achieve that. You mentioned a little bit earlier when we were talking about the regulators and the role that the ECB has been playing with the Resilience and Recovery Fund, Recovery and Resilience Fund, but also the taxonomy, that it is important to have a, a common language because that helps to, to steer the financing in the right direction. Now, this is going to be a somewhat <laughs> inconvenient question, but there have been concerns expressed that um, some things are being funded and being pre presented as sustainable or as green, but really and truly are not as sustainable or as green as they pretend to be, the greenwashing phenomenon. Yes. Now, I'm, I'm sure the common language helps. But do you need to have, in your view, some sort of basic, generally agreed measurement that allows you to say, yes, this is sustainable, this is green, This is not so green, not sustainable. Is that a problem, the greenwashing, and how do you manage it? It is a problem. The, the greenwashing is a problem, and, uh, and of course, uh, there have been uh, cases in the market that, uh, you know, uh, were uh, noticeable, and, 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 and it doesn't look good uh, for the market because uh, it taints, uh, you know, the whole effort, and actually... It creates confusion in the minds of people and uh, diverts from the goal. So having a, a clear taxonomy, uh, having definitions of what is and what is not, and, and actually being in a position uh, to have clear rules around that uh, is extremely important. For example, uh, we were one of the first uh, banks uh, in Greece to actually issue a 500 million green bond, uh, which is basically a promise uh, that we did to the market that the proceeds of this 
uh, of this bond, the 500 million, will be directed to green activities. We were extremely careful in our governance to make sure that those funds were directed, as we said, just to make sure that we will not uh, have any chance whatsoever to be accused of greenwashing. So, you have to be vigilant, you have to be aware of the risks, but clear, clear definitions, clear taxonomy, and uh, uh, also a common language is absolutely essential for us to go a, uh, ahead on, on, on these initiatives in the future. I, I agree with that, and I, I can see why this would be the, the sort of one of the main features of making sure that you have a credible effort. Paris is doing a lot to direct the financing towards sustainable projects, the priorities that you've set for your own institution, the overall achievement of the SDGs. But here's the question now. Um, how do you go about measuring the impact measuring the change that you're actually helping to bring about. I can imagine that there are some things that are relatively clear, where the impact is straightforward, it's visible, and more easily measured. There would be others where either it's not as clear or where the changes are happening more slowly and only reveal themselves over time. How do you keep account? How do you keep track of how well the decisions you're making today are having an impact that is moving you and the community closer towards the sustainable development goals. We have um, we have subscribed um, uh, to the SBTI targets, uh, and that's a, a, a quite a good, uh, let's say, uh, guidance tool, uh, uh, which helps us, uh, let's say, work towards the broader goal, which is. To be fit for 50, 55, i.e. 55% uh, lower carbon emissions by 2030 and net zero for us and our clients by, by 2050. Uh, the SBTI targets are a good, uh, also guiding, uh, let's say, uh, principles to guide us towards, uh, towards that, um, uh, Goal and, uh, and and also helps us uh, measuring uh, the work that we are doing uh, and and of course uh, we'll try when we issue our annual sustainability reports every year and uh, I'm, I'm I'm very proud of uh, these reports because they are the, their content is richer and richer every year we. Uh, uh, we go by. We try to be as numeric as possible in 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 in, in actually proving that uh, you know progress is being made. But uh, it's it's an area where you know you always need to uh, to, to to make uh, an effort to achieve those goals. You mentioned, and I, I think we we're coming now to uh, towards the end of our discussion that there are massive amounts of, of funding available in Europe through, in particular, the Recovering the Resilience Fund, and that the banks have been designated as key players in disseminating 
these funds. And I think that that's a really important uh, difference to some other jurisdictions. But here's a challenge, I think, that would face a bank. How do you identify sustainable investment opportunities that are fully aligned with the SDGs, that make a positive contribution towards sustainability, that actually drive the sustainable agenda? And um, how can you be sure that um, everyone concerned is sharing that assessment of these particular investment projects? How do you know that they match the criteria that you have for yourself internally, the European Union has more broadly? Yeah. In 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 uh, in our particular case, uh, and also uh, for uh, uh, for Greece, uh, th- there has been uh, uh, you know a, a quite an elaborate eligibility criteria definition, and uh, there have been designated uh, eligibility experts that uh, that give you the green light of what is eligible and what is not to participate in the NGU or the Recovery and Resilience Fund uh, program. So in a way, it is uh, a combination of the credit analysis that we do uh, in actually proving that uh, a, a project is commercially and financially viable and the eligibility criteria check that is being done by, again, private sector uh, advisory companies that give the green light so that the package that we put together is eligible for um, uh, the, the fit for the purpose. And this has actually worked very well in absorbing uh, funds from the European Union. Greece has been one of the of the countries in Europe that have absorbed more than others in the in the uh, <coughs> in the recovery and resilience fund, uh, let's say budget, because of the way it, it, this has been organized that I just described. Christos Megalou, CEO of Perios Bank, thank you very much for this conversation. It's been quite enlightening. We, we've touched on on quite a few of the challenges that a, a financial institution would face in uh, making the transition towards uh, greater sustainability. You pointed out how important it is that there be a clear commitment to these goals and clear leadership from the top of the institution in aligning the strategic priorities with the institution and making sure that the mindset of those working within these institution across all operational units is aligned with these institutional and societal objectives. And I think that's a very important point. You also um, noted how important a dialogue with the international community, with the financial community that you operate in is, and how important it is that you have a regular relationship with the regulators, with the government authorities, in part because, specifically in the European community, it allows for a common language to be developed, one that helps you to identify what is sustainable and what is less so and provide support to the institutions as they make their efforts to direct some of the available funding towards these sustainable investments that are going to be necessary. You also pointed out how important it is to keep a close eye on the impact of, of what is happening and to be sure that any activity is very clearly 
um, consistent with sustain, sustainability and is not subject to suspicion of being a case of greenwashing or something that is not uh, fully aligned with these objectives. And at the same time, you point out that it's not an easy journey. It requires constant effort, constant improvement and constant monitoring. Did you enjoy this conversation? If so, please stay in touch with us on our social media handles at UNEP underscore FI. My name is Elliot Harris, and until the next time in our podcast series, thank you and goodbye.